0: We haven't inaugurated this president, and we're talking about 2020, because it's easy to write about. I'm not talking about it. Inaugurated? We haven't even certified him yet.
1: Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. That's why. I got a the feeling there's something right. It ain't. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. Not
0: scared at all.
1: And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of to the right. Here I am stuck in the middle with you. Yep. Yes, I'm stuck in. From the Pacifica
0: Radio in Los Angeles. This is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA, up in Oregon on 91.7 FM KYAQ on the Central Coast 106.7 FM queso in Cottage Grove. On 93 FM WLRI News Radio in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. On 88.5 FM KAKU, the voice of Maui in Hawaii. In Columbus, Ohio on WGRN 94.1 FM. In Palenville, New York on 102.9 FM WLPP. And in Minneapolis, St. Paul on AM 950, KTNF, the progressive voice of Minnesota. We're also heard coast-to-coast and around the globe, streaming on the Progressive Voices channel, Netroots Radio, Indie Media Weekly, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, GDPR, Revolution 99, Detour Talk, Radio Monterey, and Radio Sputnik, amongst others. Blanketing planet Earth five days a week. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, All-around swell fellow says me from bradblog.com. Thank you for joining us for another thrilling, action-packed adventure. And... It probably will be, given the fact that uh, we have uh, Desi Doyen changed our our show, our guests, <laughs> at least uh, three or four times so far today.
1: So you're blaming that on me, eh?
0: Uh, no, no, I'm not blaming it on you. That, of course, is Desi Doyen, our producer, so uh, she is to blame for everything that goes wrong. But no... Uh, no, not blaming it on you. Uh, news uh, continues to change. Um,
1: Another news volcano uh, day.
0: Uh, well, a news volcano day, but not the news that most people are looking at. I guess Donald Trump is is meeting with The New York Times today. And for some reason, it's news. When someone considered to be a president elect meets with the New York Times, uh, he, apparently he's backed off his criticism of Hillary Clinton and of climate change. By the way, that could be good news.
1: Could be. Um, actions speak louder than Indeed words. Indeed, they says do. Me.
0: And we will uh, find out what those actions are. Although, you know what? In truth, you can look everywhere else for for those uh, actions and those words, because they're all the mainstream corporate media is all following. You know, Donald Trump around, whatever he's doing, uh, whatever he's tweeting, uh, instead of bothering to dig into what is actually going on and, frankly, what I think, I think Americans should be concerned about. So we're going to figure this show out as we move forward today. I suspect we'll have more on this particular topic that I'm about to talk about uh, on tomorrow's broadcast as well. But uh, for now, as long promised, I I continue, we continue to keep our eye on. On the track conditions as much as the horse race itself when it comes to elections. Um, The horse race is one thing, but the the track conditions on which they are running can make all of the difference. And we've got uh, some new developments that I can share today uh, with with more likely, as I say, to come in the next day or so in regard to the presidential election between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. So, uh, as I mentioned there uh, in the opening, no, this election has not been certified by the states yet, much less by the Electoral College. They don't cast their vote until December 19. So this election is not over. Despite what the rest of the corporate media, uh, you know, the way they're following Donald Trump around in their various scrums, this is not completed and it will not be completed until the Electoral College actually casts its votes for president on December 19th. And frankly, that's the earliest that this uh, election may be over, given the twists and turns that we have seen this year. So Hillary Clinton, uh, her concession Means nothing. Let me just make that clear. It mean it has no legal meaning. It is a, a political nicety after, uh, you know, election, unofficial election results come in. Candidates like to say, oh, it looks like we lost. I'm conceding. My my competitor ran a great race. And uh, thank you all. We didn't have enough to win, etc." So Hillary Clinton has, but gone it has through zero that.
1: legal force
0: has zero legal meaning. Correct. So, for example, if uh, thousands and thousands of votes showed up out of nowhere in enough states that uh, the Electoral College would then go to Hillary Clinton, so long as those uh, Electoral College uh, electors have not yet cast their ballots, that could change everything. Now, I've got some news on vote counting. No, not thousands and thousands of ballots uh, showing up, uh, but uh, some news on on some of the vote counting that is still ongoing in pretty much all of the states. Remember, all of the numbers that the, the media is working with when they call Donald Trump the president elect, he's not the president elect. He has not been even elected by the Electoral College. That's how it works in this country constitutionally, whether you like it or not. Yes, uh, reportedly, she received several, uh, almost two million votes now than Donald Trump. There's a lot more still being counted, particularly out here in California. So the popular vote is going to increase. She is most likely going to win by several millions of votes over Donald Trump. But that doesn't matter. The only thing that matters is the state by state electoral college numbers, according to our con- Constitution. Now, um, So this counting continues. Provisional ballots are being counted. Absentee ballots are being counted. They will all be counted, uh, not just if the race is close, as some people think. Uh, Provisional ballots, of course, they'll only be counted if they can confirm that the voter who cast that provisional ballot was uh, properly legally uh, registered and so forth. Um, So we've got uh, so all of that is going on. I've got some news news. Uh, regarding Wisconsin today in particular and, and some news regarding uh, the possibility uh, of maybe filing for hand counts, hand count recounts in a number of the states that I've been discussing on this program of late that, frankly, I've been discussing since Election Day. Now, this is not just me looking at this and looking at these numbers and saying and screaming loudly that we need to publicly count the ballots, at least the hand marked paper ballots that have been cast that we can count, that we need to publicly count those ballots to determine if they were tabulated correctly or not. Uh, you know, and I'm I'm happy to say it's not just me saying it. There's more and more people are saying it as they are looking at these numbers, finding various anomalies. Now I've spoken to a lot of folks over the past uh, week or so, and and even more in the past 24 hours or so. Some on record, some not. Uh, so uh, you know, like I say, I think there may emphasis on may may be some more news on uh, on hand counting on recounting in the days ahead. But just to help set the table for the moment, um, again, I'm going to focus here for on three states: Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Michigan. And in Wisconsin. Uh, it's hard to get the official numbers in all of these places, actually, because uh, they change uh, in, in Wisconsin. For example, they do a uh, county by county. But uh, essentially it's about twenty seven thousand votes initially in any event uh, separated Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton. Donald Trump won that state, according to those unofficial numbers uh, by about twenty five thousand votes out of almost three million votes cast in Pennsylvania Uh, The latest numbers uh, from the Pennsylvania Secretary of State uh, shows that uh, Trump won Pennsylvania by about 70,000 votes out of almost 6 million cast in Pennsylvania. Um, You had some strange numbers uh, there. I'll get to some Wisconsin numbers in a second. But in Pennsylvania, for example, Luzerne County went for Obama by 5% in 2012. But it went for Donald Trump. By 20 percent in 2016, according to the numbers, that's a 25 point percentage point swing between 2012 and 2016 Were the ballots counted uh, correctly there. We don't know in much of Pennsylvania, by the way, we may never know because uh, they use 100 percent unverifiable touchscreens across that entire state not across that across much of that state. So we may never be able to know how the voters of Pennsylvania actually intended to vote on Election Day. All right. In, in uh, Michigan, Michigan is uh, the closest now of these three states, um, just over 13,000 votes in Michigan. Uh, separate Trump and Clinton. Trump is up, according to these unofficial numbers, by just over 13,000 out of 4.5 million cast. All told, we're talking about 100,000 votes. Just over 100,000 votes now in, uh, in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Michigan out of more than 13 million votes cast in those three states. So in other words, in those three states... If 50,000 votes were recorded for Donald Trump instead of for Hillary Clinton, that is enough to take 50,000 from her and give 50,000 to him. That is enough for him to end up winning those three states and thus winning the Electoral College. If he were to lose those uh, three states, if those were to flip back into Hillary Clinton's column in Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, and Michigan, and it would take all three of them, or some combination of of some of the others with uh, North Carolina, Florida and North Carolina. There's a recount going on the, in the governor's race. The Republican governor, who appears to have lost there by a narrow margin, is calling for uh, for recounts in a number of counties. I support that call. I hope that he calls for hand counted ballots. Uh, where they exist in North Carolina rather than running them through the machine, because right now in North Carolina, according to election law, uh, they've just run the same the, the, the same paper ballots through the same machines that counted them, optically scanned them correctly, correctly or incorrectly in the first place. We don't know. We don't know unless they are hand counted. So running them through the same machines doesn't necessarily get you anywhere. All right. Um, So that's the the playing field that we're working on. That is what uh, election integrity experts and computer scientists are looking at. Those three states and others. And for good reason, for example, in Outagami County, Wisconsin, on Election Day, in uh, there's a number of towns. It's a, a, a small county, uh, a little over 100,000 voters there in uh, in Outagami County. Now, remember, we're only talking about 25,000 votes separating Trump and Clinton in Wisconsin. But in this county, Outagami, about 100,000 voters there. Uh, the town of Grand Chute. Let's see. um, On Election Day, according to the county and their computer printouts uh, from Election Day itself. uh, Let's see. uh, Total ballots cast in Grand Chute, 3,088 in that one little uh, town of Grand Chute alone. Three thousand eighty eight votes in the presidential race. There was four thousand two hundred and fourteen votes cast.
1: Wait, what?
0: That's right. There was 1,200 more votes cast in the presidential race than were actually cast in total.
1: More votes than According
0: voters? to, well, not more votes and voters necessarily in this case, but uh, they list on their uh, th- th- their computer printer total ballots cast 3,088, total president-vice president ballots cast 4,214. Oh. That doesn't make sense. Uh, similarly... Uh, You had uh, numbers like that. Well, here, Bear Creek in the same uh, town, uh, same county of Outagami, 143 total ballots cast, 144 total presidential ballots cast. So one more vote than voters in that uh, small town and in Hortonville. One thousand five hundred and sixteen votes, total ballots cast, according to the county, one thousand five hundred and sixteen ballots cast total, but in the presidential race 1949.
1: So several votes hun- cast. to make sure i understand this yes. correctly, several hundred more yes. votes were cast for just the presidential race than any of the other Well, then
0: were said to have been, been cast, cast in all. total. Right. Oh. Now, uh maybe there's a reasonable explanation for this. Whatever this reasonable explanation is, we do not know at this time. Here is what we do know, however, at this time. Uh, Dan Solomon, uh, from uh, who writes for Texas Monthly and and some other places, uh, posts on uh, Twitter today these these very same computer printouts, but th- today's version of them, the newest numbers, the same printouts. And uh, in these case, in this case, as Dan Solomon points out, he says, "Okay, this is very significant." Outagami County released the official vote tally at 10:30 a.m. Central Time. I guess that's the certified tally now coming in from Outagamie. the discrepancy that i just cited mm-hmm. those three different towns no longer exists as he points out you can see that grant the town of grand chute all 1126 extra votes that had been put out there were apparently for trump clinton's, uh, clinton's total now stays the same so for some reason they've Corrected this. We don't yet have an explanation, but more than a thousand votes, all of them originally for some reason recorded for Donald Trump. Same deal, he says, in Hortonville. Donald Trump's number is now down by 400 votes in Hortonville. Clinton's numbers are unchanged. The ballots, the number, the total number of ballots cast now matches the number of votes counted in the presidential race. Solomon goes on to say, uh, what this means is that Trump's margin of victory in one Wisconsin county uh, with fewer than 100,000 voters is now down by 1,500 votes. That's about 1.5 percent. He says this is a this is significant, a state that uh, Trump won by around, he's putting it now at 22,000 votes in the initial count. But it only matters if Clinton calls for a recount says Dan Solomon, uh, who who tweets as Dan Solo at uh, on, on Twitter. Uh, so it only matters if Clinton or someone, and by the way, any candidate could call for a recount. It doesn't have to be Hillary Clinton. It could be uh, uh, Jill Stein of the Green Party. It could be Gary Johnson of the Libertarians uh, or whoever else was on the uh, Wisconsin ballot. Um, but it would be expensive, but they could call for a recount. He goes on to write, To be clear, certified results in just one Wisconsin county bring Trump's margin of victory down by almost 7%. We don't yet know uh, what about the others. We don't know why the initial tally had more votes, votes tallied than ballots cast. But in this county, that has now been corrected, he says. That has been corrected, I should note, according to the election officials. Uh, or at least according to the election results printed out by the computers, the same computers that clearly printed incorrect numbers on election day or election night. Uh, he notes after a full recount, if that happens, Outagamie County may end up as an outlier. Maybe everywhere else in the in the in the state is is fine. He says we don't know enough yet, but the margin is small and getting smaller. And again, he reiterates it only matters if Clinton asks for a recount. And I will reiterate, it only matters uh, if someone asks for a recount. doesn't have to be Clinton. Uh, Clinton's campaign, he says, has given no indication that they will. He also says, uh, also just to be clear here, we don't know the why here. Just that the official count is different from the unofficial one that we had yesterday. That is true. And that is not uh, the only uh, county in Wisconsin with those kind of strange numbers, inexplicable numbers, numbers that I would argue that I have been arguing for over a decade now demand that actual human beings oversee the count and make sure the ballots are counted As the voters intended them to be counted. And that is something we don't know. And again, I am not the only one looking at this. I'm happy to say there are others looking at it as well. It is not just me for a happy change. And we're going to talk uh, to someone else who is looking at these very same numbers and who is also talking to others who are looking at these very same numbers. After this, you're not going to want to go away. Hope you're still buckled up. I'm Brad Friedman. This is your Bradcast.
1: And thanks. Uh huh, yeah. If they can count four hundred and twenty four billion for war, why can't they count our votes?
0: Why, why can't if they, they? Can
1: count thousands of bombs and still be? I keep asking, more, why can't they count?
0: Why can't they? Why can't we count our vote? Why can't we oversee the counting so we can stop playing all of these guessing games? Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. Okay, um... Uh, Steve Rosenfeld uh, over at Alternet a few days ago uh, wrote this. He said a series of explanation defying questions surrounding Donald Trump's victories in key 2016 swing states has prompted a cadre of voting rights attorneys and electronic voting machine experts to consider formally filing for presidential recounts in coming days. These recount justifying anomalies go beyond the discrepancies in media exit polls predicting a Hillary Clinton victory on November 8th and subsequent vote counts where Trump won states that have not backed Republican presidents for decades. Recounts could clarify or verify, that would be nice, whether several different forms of electronic hacking could have padded state voter rolls and altered Resulting counts, I would also add to uh, what my friend Stephen writes there, that uh, these counts would also uh, clarify or verify whether there were simply errors in the vote counts, as is often the case in, the, in these matters, uh, or whether it was insider manipulation that could have changed the results. It does not have to be. Electronic hacking, per se. Uh, here to talk about all of this, and I suspect much more as we head towards the uh, <laughs> towards the holidays, when uh, a lot of uh, news may be breaking over a week that is usually quiet, is Steve Rosenfeld. He covers national politics uh, for Alternet, including America's retirement crisis, democracy and voting rights and campaigns and elections. He's also the author of Count My Vote, a citizen's guide, to voting steve rosenfeld welcome back to the broadcast my friend
2: oh yes it's, it's a pleasure great, uh,
0: to hear you. Uh, great to hear you and to talk to you as we all try to figure out what the hell happened uh two weeks ago i know you're speaking with a lot of people uh about what happened trying to uh, untie unwind what actually happened in the previous segment i talked a little bit about um Otagami, Wisconsin, and the fact that it turns out there were several thousand more votes, a hundred or thousand more votes in, uh, in in several towns that were initially recorded than were actually cast. And some of that has been clarified now. But Otagami, Wisconsin, was not the only place where we're seeing these uh, sort of anomalous numbers.
2: That's right. And um, th- this is stuff that's literally... Surfacing today, as we speak, it's coming up through um, academics mm-hmm. who are posting stuff on their on their Twitter accounts. and what they're posting are screenshots of the electronic mm-hmm. uh, the, the electronically calculated countywide results. And what they're showing is that the number of votes that are being you know mm-hmm. tallied or ascribed to that county, in one line, is larger than the number in another line where it says ballots cast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the the, wait, wait, the county you just mentioned, mm-hmm. the number was roughly fifteen hundred when it was first reported. It was
0: Augami, Augami, yeah. Wisconsin, right?
2: And then uh, there was another tweet that said, "Oh, that had been corrected or mm-hmm. deleted or who knows what." And another county, Sauk County, um, there was it was. There were 2,700 more votes that were ascribed than to the final tally than ballots cast. Now, this was not posted by a tin hat conspiracy theorist. This was posted by Michael McDonald,
1: mm-hmm.
2: a University of Florida assistant professor who is the national expert on voter turnout, the guy who the New York Times, the Washington Post, NPR, and everybody goes to to understand. What is going on? So, um... and,
0: and we have had Michael on this show uh, in the past to talk about these things. Just to give an example here in Sauk County, uh, the the report of uh, votes cast on election night itself, around one a.m., showed that uh, thirty one thousand eight hundred thirty eight ballots were cast. But then, in the presidential race you have 34,577 votes. So somewhere uh, about 3,000 votes showed up. And remember, we're talking about in Wisconsin, uh, where the results were about 25,000 between Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. Now none of this means and I I want your thoughts on this, none of this means necessarily uh, either the election was stolen in Wisconsin or that Hillary Clinton actually won Wisconsin. But these are some you know pretty disturbing numbers and as you note, cited by, uh, you know some real election uh, <laughs> election pros today.
2: Yeah. So so here's the thing. We have to break this down really carefully, and unfortunately, this gets complex. These totals may not include same day voter registration. Mm-hmm. That w- Wisconsin is one of those states where somebody just gets up and they're a, a resident and they've got the right ID. They can show up and say, hey. Let me register and give me a a ballot, and they will get one. So that is a possible explanation. But these, you know, usually you don't have stampedes of thousands of people at a time showing up. Although presidential elections are the highest turnout elections. So the big question here is, or the big point here is, we don't really know still what the actual count is, and that's really the the big question: Mm -hmm. is how do we Get that assurance,
0: and 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 let me note here uh, that uh, you know some of the, you said that some of these were being posted today. I've been uh, talking to folks who have been looking at, at these, and I know you have as well for the last week or two. And in fact, there was some concern early on that there was uh, that it was showing more votes than registered voters, but some of those numbers were early uh, registration numbers prior to same-day registration. But in this case, some of these cases, we're talking about not numbers of registered voters, but we're talking about actual numbers of ballots cast being less than the number of votes cast in the presidential race.
2: Yeah. So, again... Everybody listening to this program, Mm -hmm. and you and I too, (laughs) we have our own thoughts about what happened, but we really don't know. Right. What happened? If we're going to be honest and fair, we don't know what happened. We have our suspicions, and we, you know, we seize data points and we think, oh, this dot connects to this, and this dot connects to that. And what is happening is, you know, people who have been around some of these things for a longer time mm-hmm. actually, you know, say, well, that's more likely, that's less likely. But really, what we don't have is a clear process, a patient process,
1: mm-hmm.
2: where we can really figure out, you know, what, who voted <laughs> and, and, and trace it. Because if you know that, you start answering questions like, was it voter ID, or something you know that 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 stopped you know high African American turnout in in, in Minneapolis mm-hmm. and in Detroit, or was it a lousy candidate? We don't know. Or in the rural areas, you know what? But was, I'm not
0: even Steve. I'm not even talking about uh, why Hillary Clinton may have lost, why Donald Trump may have won. I'm talking about. If she lost, if he yeah, won. And that's exactly. the thing that we don't know because we don't publicly hand count paper ballots.
2: Well, yes, you are completely right. We're in 100 percent agreement there. And I think that, you know, you know, people want to know that and they also want to know why and who voted. And, you know, and again, it's almost as if it's not almost the most important part of this process mm-hmm. remains invisible which is the part that people, you know, turn to, to wanting to trust.
0: The counts, the results, the the counting numbers remains invisible. And that's even where there are paper ballots uh, cast, where hand-marked paper ballots are cast. I'm speaking with uh, Steve Rosenfeld of Alternet.org, whose article is uh, headlined this week, A Fair Election? Serious, hard-to-explain questions arise about Trump vote totals in three Key states. I want to talk about those key states in a moment, uh, Steve. But just to uh, underscore the point, uh, since we were mentioning uh, Michael McDonald of the Election uh, Project, when he posted these uh, these Sauk County numbers today, he said it doesn't garner public confidence to see errors like this in election results, especially in a close battleground state. He points out Clinton has a right to ask for a Wisconsin recount. AP reports Trump's margin is uh, a little more than one one point. If it's less than 0.5, the state pays for a, uh, a hand count, a recount in any event. If it's greater than 0.5, the campaign does He goes on to say, my guess is that Wisconsin uh, Trump leads uh, if uh, Trump's leads narrows when provisional ballots are counted, that they wouldn't be enough by themselves. um, But that uh, the Clinton campaign is monitoring this. So if they think Wisconsin results merit recount, they will do so. I'm not so sure that they will do so. Um, it, I believe, does take a candidate to actually file in Wisconsin and some of these other states. But what are the three key states that you cite in, in your article at Alternet okay. uh, that you're concerned about?
2: Okay. It, it's not just that I'm concerned about. Voting rights attorneys, mm-hmm. computer voting you know, experts, mm-hmm. you know, people with PhDs who know software voting, and things like that, who have been tracking this since 2004 in Ohio, and who also participated in the 2000 recount in Florida. These are not people who are new to this issue. Mm-hmm. have been talking in increasingly hectic conference calls and meetings in the last starting last week mm-hmm. about is it possible to file for a recount in Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania? The, the approaching deadline for filing in Wisconsin would be Friday under uh, you, know, uh, you know under Wisconsin law mm-hmm. the the hurdles to actually filing have become harder because the republican controlled legislature and republican governor scott walker
1: mm-hmm.
2: signed legislation making it so so what's been going on is there's been a lot of behind the scenes talk about how to and organizing about how to raise it would literally cost 2 million dollars per state to do this a, a, a million dollars in filing fees just to, to have the recounts and then a second mm-hmm. million dollars for legal teams to monitor this and train up local observers and everything like that and it's and it's a really high bar it would cause it would come against well you can imagine the the noise and ruckus it would cause mm-hmm. And it's not likely to change the outcome be- because, if you think about it, you have to reverse three states. It's not one. But well, in
0: other words, when you say it's not, it's unlikely to reverse the outcome, that we don't know until well, we count no, the we ballots. Know, but, but we'd but have to do it in all three states it has uh, to, be, yes. uh, to change so the electoral thing, college.
2: But so the thing about this is, yeah. yeah, and and but the thing is, it's, it's not even necessarily about... Well, okay, the, so the, the lawyers and the attorneys who are looking at this have found a series of anomalies, just like the ones you've been talking about yeah. earlier in the show. The, you know, these, mm-hmm. these printouts that show, you know, that that, that, that show incongruities between right. ballots, cast, and votes tallied. Mm-hmm. Those are not the only ones. things. There are other... But there's a lot of preliminary evidence that that sort of raises the question, what happens? Those two counties you talked about in Wisconsin are two of 12, Mm -hmm. where the voter turnout was above 85%. Well, that's really high. Now, these are rural counties. You know, people want to go into these towns and say, go into a coffee shop and say, did you vote? Did you vote? If they find five or 10 people who said they didn't, then something else is wrong. What you get is a whole bunch of things like that, that Elicit different scenarios. There was very high absentee ballot returns, record-breaking in Wisconsin mm-hmm. and Michigan. Mm-hmm. People are wondering. Um, people are wondering. Did the Russians somehow figure out a way to, you know, fabricate people who got absentee ballots? This sounds really far-fetched, mm-hmm. but this is what some of these lawyers were talking about. They're talking to people who are. Talking to former spies
0: right. who are saying
2: this is possible, and now this is crazy-sounding stuff—really crazy-sounding stuff. Yeah. Really crazy stuff. Th- there's stuff that's in Pennsylvania that's a little more concrete. It, there are 16 rural counties where where Trump won. Um, now, Pennsylvania—it's a much bigger margin. He mm-hmm. won; he's ahead by 68,000 votes. Where they're using the central tabulators, which means the county-wide totals mm-hmm. are calculated there. Our machines that have, you know, academics going back almost 10 years have shown, you know, are easily hackable, you know, and... And let me let me
0: let me underscore something there, Steve, because uh, this is uh, I, I know a lot of folks, uh, you know, they're, they're looking at this right now and, you know, considering whether uh, money can be raised for a uh, hand count recount uh, in these various states. Um, but some of the people you're you're you describe, the people you're talking to, you, you mentioned in your story, teams of voting rights attorneys and electronic voting machine experts are are, are the folks that you're talking to. Actually, let me put this two different ways. Uh, one, I know that VerifiedVoting.org. Uh, these are folks who have, uh, you know, been studying electronic voting for years. They are uh, world-class computer security experts at, you know, some of the nation's uh, uh, most prestigious uh, schools and and universities and and laboratories and so forth. They're calling for audits. They filed a petition calling for audits in a number of uh, these states over at Change.org. These are some very serious computer scientists and security experts these are not folks who cry wolf uh, about every you know election integrity concern uh you're speaking with a lot of folks are 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 the folks you're talking to are they some of the same folks who have declared elections stolen in the past like the sanders clinton primary for which i have seen not much persuasive evidence to be frank um or is this other folks that you are uh, speaking to uh, as i am
2: um The short answer is we're talking to the same serious people, and here's the difference. Some of the people at a group like Verified Voting, Mm -hmm. because they're a 501c3, a nonprofit, and because they're cautious and because, you know, they've got deep roots in Silicon Valley and in academia, want to follow the political process and and say we just need audits. It's a longer-term fight. It's beyond this presidential election. Some of the people who um, are on their advisory boards or have been on their advisory boards in the past are saying, I am doing this on my own. It has nothing to do with my relationship to verified voting. But I can tell you that we, we identify in North Carolina that the company that maintain, had the contract for the, uh, the, the North Carolina um, state voter registration roll was hacked by the Russians this summer. That was pointed out by the FBI. You know, so they're saying, like, you know, what? So, you know, so it goes beyond just the um, some of these groups. Some of these lawyers I'm talking to, they're MacArthur Genius Award winners. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, these are not flakes. Right. And and now there are people who are flaky, and there are people who are out there who will. I mean, I don't want to mention any names. There are people out there who every year or every four years say the election is going to be stolen. It's going to be stolen this particular way. And they get a lot of press, and they get a lot of attention. And, you know, because there's so many things that are wrong Mm -hmm. and unfair and structurally deficient with, you know, the the way we run elections, they're not exactly wrong in pointing out that, you know, the meta patterns, the big narrative is unchanged. But the specifics they cite, just, you know, in the latest wave of self-promotion, are not accurate oh. and and that's so there's a bit so I'm being a little bit evasive here but the thing is the people who really have their act together and know this stuff are saying we should have recounts in some of these key states and the question is can they raise it's $2 million a state. Well, It's a million dollars for filing in Wisconsin. Right, million dollar
0: filing, and then attorney's fees are going to be very expensive. They're going to have to move very quickly. Uh, but, Steve, i, I got to get out here. But uh, you're right. And listen, I, I don't mean to uh, disparage. I know you don't either. Anybody who's looking at this stuff, but it's the difference between saying the election was stolen versus the election could be stolen and that we don't know. Until we count the goddamn paper and, ballots. <laughs>
2: and, and and the thing is, Brad, here here's the thing: if, if you back out of the stolen election rhetoric, I don't, mm-hmm. you know, it's it, it's simply this: we saw, as you discussed on the show already, different reports showing up on Twitter today of screenshots showing that the machinery yeah. is not saying that one plus one equals two. Right. And so th- and, not, and this and these machines are running on Windows ninety eight and Windows two thousand mm-hmm. platforms.
0: And it doesn't take, by the way, uh, hackers from any country. You know, there can be insiders do this. It can be simply error. And I've mentioned this uh, many times on the show, Wisconsin back in 2012, and I'm forgetting the name of the town, but they had a ballot referendum to overturn Citizens United. About 15,000 people voted that day, and that referendum item received 16 votes, period, period. 16 votes out of some 15,000 votes cast. And obviously that was so wrong. They said, wait a minute, something went wrong here. They went back. They did a hand count. They determined that the uh, that the, the memory card had been misprogrammed. And in fact, it turned out 12 or 13,000 people had voted in that race. But they wouldn't have known that, uh, you know, except the error was so off that they forced them to do a hand count of the paper ballots. When we have similar errors, again, forget hackers and and, uh, bad guys, you know, just errors could be uh, uh, leading to these numbers here. And when it's so close in states like Wisconsin and Michigan and uh, even Pennsylvania, you know, the question is, why the hell don't we count the ballots? Uh, And I guess that's what's uh, going to be on on the plates of a, a number of people over the next few hours as they determine whether a uh, hand count uh, is worth it, whether the money can be raised uh, in time for these uh, impending deadlines. The first one is in uh, Wisconsin on Friday. Uh, Steve, before I let you go here, uh, (laughs) any other thoughts you want to get in here uh, about this entire fine mess that you and I both rail against year after year after year? Because... We should not be playing these guessing games in in the supposedly greatest democracy the uh, world has ever seen.
2: Well, you know, I, like everybody else, would like to really know what happened. And I can accept the results if I know that they're true and, and accurate. And I can then move on to think about what we need to do better or different to fight another day. But what I find, you know, personally unnerving, and when I look at this issue and I keep coming back to it year after year after year, Mm -hmm. is that, um, look, no big system is going to be flawless. Big systems have flaws, Mm -hmm. and people, and well-intended people do the best that they can. But, you know, we have an election infrastructure that has been intentionally kept rickety, just like our campaign finance system has been kept rickety, you know and it's not and it, and it doesn't it, you know it it's, it doesn't provide reassuring results now maybe that works mm-hmm. you know to- you know and, to and benefits you know the people who are in power, yeah. the governing class, however mm-hmm. you want to characterize it, but you know. It's not very reassuring for citizens who get very emotionally invested. And, you know, these these elections matter. I mean, you know, people might be protesting in the streets today, but my gosh, you know, November 8th was when it really counted. So let's make sure that what counts, you you know, that people's votes... Are accurately
0: counted. And uh, that's a, just a crazy idea, Steve Rosenfeld. Uh, check out his his crazy work at alternate.org, uh where he covers uh, elections, national politics, and everything else. We, uh, Steve, I suspect we'll be talking more in the yep. days yep. ahead. A lot is uh, moving here, and uh, uh, yes, the idea that we need to be able to publicly Hand count our goddamn ballots needs to stop being a, uh, a radical, uh, you know, cry from people like you and I. Uh, thanks, Steve, uh, and we'll, we'll talk in the days ahead. appreciate all you do, and, and thanks for joining us today.
2: Sure, sure. It's my pleasure. Bye now.
0: You bet. Yeah, democracy really should not be this
2: hard. Nobody said democracy is supposed to be easy, it's hard. And uh, in a big country like this, it probably should
1: be hard uh, maybe,
0: but not this hard. It should not be this hard to simply oversee our votes and know that the person who has declared the winner is actually the one who received the most votes. That part should be easy, but it is not. So it's a it's a little bit maddening so as I have warned, uh, buckle up and stay buckled up. Quick break and we're back with more broadcasts right after this <laughs> Hey, this is Brad. Given the outcome of the 2016 election, we really need your support now more than ever. This is not a drill. It never was. Please consider supporting whichever progressive media outlet is serving you. Most, just like us, do not receive corporate or political support. We all need your support to keep up the resistance now more than ever. From Desi Doyan and myself, thank you.
1: Buckle up for safety,
2: buckle up Buckle up for safety, always buckle up Yes Pull your seat belt snug, give an extra tug Buckle up for safety,
0: buckle up Yes, buckle up when you're listening to the Bradcast, apparently Welcome back to it, I'm Brad Friedman from bradblog.com uh, okay, more on uh, more on that story, uh, as I say, in, in the days ahead, I think. But uh, to be clear, I don't know what's going to happen. Yes, I have been talking to some folks. Steve Rosenfeld has been talking to some folks. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff right now that is on the record, off the record, uh, as we're trying to figure out what can be done, what will be done. Um, so... You know, I, I I hope you'll pardon me if I've had to uh, if you have to read between some of the lines today. Uh, of course, we're reading between the <laughs> we're reading between the ballots, uh, frankly. And I don't know, even if there is a uh, a full hand count in Wisconsin, in Michigan and Pennsylvania, the numbers may be absolutely right, as currently reported. As a matter of fact, Donald Trump may end up winning by more than he is uh, currently uh, named as the winner unofficially in those three states. We don't know, but the quest- but we should not have these types of questions. That's all I'm saying. That's all I've ever been saying.
1: Well, and one of the things that you say that I think is also really important is that, hey, yeah, it may be that Donald Trump or Pat McCrory in North Carolina or any of these other people that you may not politically agree with, they may actually win if we actually stopped to count the ballots
0: but you know i spent uh, 8 years of the george w bush administration not knowing who actually won that election i mean i, I we we actually know now that uh, uh, had they bothered to count all of the ballots swinging chad pregnant chad or otherwise in the state of florida Al Gore would have probably been uh, the president in the year 2000. In 2004, we know even less because of what happened in the state of Ohio and how they made it impossible for the people who actually wanted to count the ballots. And we had paper ballots that could have been counted in Ohio, but they were destroyed. They weren't counted. And even the uh, the post-election audit. That was held uh, across the state. The Green Party of Ohio, the Green Party and the Libertarian Party uh, filed for recounts in Ohio. But the way the recount law works there is that they only count three percent of the ballots that are supposed to be chosen randomly in each county, and if the uh, county uh, hand counts of those 3% don't match up, then they're supposed to do a full countywide hand count. Well, guess what? In Cuyahoga County, the largest Democratic county in the state, largest county in the state, that's Cleveland, uh, two of the election officials there were eventually uh, convicted of having gamed that 3% supposedly random hand count. It was not random at all. They pre-selected and pre-counted the counties, the 3% of precincts, I should say, in the county, that they uh, that they were going to count publicly. They did it the night before.
1: To make sure that it would match up. To
0: make sure that it would match up so they wouldn't have to count the rest of the county. And so, so those two uh, election officials were convicted. The county clerk, who the judge thought had to have been in on the scheme guy by the name of Michael Vu was eventually tossed out of Cuyahoga County. He's now the uh, registrar of uh, voters down in San Diego County, California. So he Failing failed upward. Failed up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well,
1: you know, I, but I just want to make this one point, though. It's not actually election integrity if it only matters to you when your candidate loses. That's right.
0: Well, yeah. that's right. And I'm I'm hated by uh, all parties alike because I, you know, for example, in North Carolina, when I called for and I am calling for a hand count of those ballots in North Carolina in the Republic, in the governor's race, where it looks like the Republican lost, uh, he and his voters do deserve, deserve to know whether he actually won or lost period.
1: Just like all of us deserve to know. Who Just won, like all of us. To,
0: yeah. And uh, to not spend the next four years wondering if Donald Trump really won the presidency or not. That's all we're asking. That's all I'm asking in any event. Now, I've been asked about uh, via email uh, at uh, Bradcast at bradblog.com. You can drop me an email. I've been asked about this petition that was filed uh, at change dot org. Uh, the, the title of the pet- petition, Electoral College, make Hillary Clinton president on December 19th. And apparently it's the fastest growing petition in history over at change.org. It was filed by a guy named Elijah Berg. Uh, It has so far uh, received more than four and a half million signatures. That was the original goal is four and a half million. It has reached that signature. The new goal is six million. But uh, the petition uh, says on December 19, the the electors of the Electoral College will cast their ballots. If they all vote the way their states voted, Donald Trump will win. However, They can vote for Hillary Clinton if they choose, even in states where that is not allowed. Their vote would still be counted in the Electoral College. They would simply pay a small fine, which we can be sure Clinton supporters will be glad to pay. We are calling on the electors to ignore their state's votes and cast their ballots for Secretary Clinton. Why? Mr. Trump is unfit to serve. His scapegoating of so many Americans, his impulsivity, bullying, lying, admitted history of sexual assault and utter lack of Experience make him a danger to the republic. Secretary Clinton won the popular vote and should be president. The only reason Trump won is because of the Electoral College, uh, but the Electoral College can actually give the White House to either candidate, so why not use this most undemocratic of our institutions to ensure a democratic result? Uh, and so uh, people have been writing in to ask, is, is this real? Can... Uh, Hillary Clinton still be elected. Uh, yeah, she actually still could be elected by the Electoral College, even no matter what the, the you know, any potential recount may say. And in fact, she did win the popular vote. But it's up to the electors. The electors get to vote essentially for whoever they want. In about half the states, they will face some sort of penalty, some sort of fine if they don't vote uh, the way their states have asked them to vote. But in some cases, I think up in Washington state, they'll pay a thousand dollar fine if they don't vote uh, in that case for uh, for Hillary Clinton. Um, But that's it now. uh, So, yeah, this petition is actually legitimate. Is it actually possible? Would these uh, Trump electors switch their vote to Hillary Clinton? Well, I guess you have to ask them to know for certain, but it seems unlikely. It seems they are going to face a whole hell of a lot of pressure, maybe even danger, safety issues to them and their families, which is outrageous. But it has been done before. It's been uh, they're known as faithless electors if they don't vote the way their states have asked them to vote. It has been done before, although it hasn't uh, changed the results of a presidential election as it would be in this case. Uh, as the, uh, at least as these folks who have signed this petition are calling for. Right now, uh, in, in, for those keeping track at home, and I know a lot of people have moved on to other things, but uh, right now, Trump uh, unofficially has 290 electoral votes, if they get cast that way, to Clinton's 232. There are still 16 more outstanding in the state of Michigan, which the media have not called at all. Uh, Some of them have, I should say. So if you include Michigan, um, it's Trump 306 to uh, Hillary's 232. Essentially, she would have to flip uh, 37 electors her way. Um, So that's a call for uh, electors to vote for Hillary Clinton in the Electoral College, for Trump voters to vote for Hillary Clinton in the Electoral College. I talked to one of the electors today, actually, who is a... um, who is set to vote for Hillary Clinton from a state uh, that Hillary Clinton won. And there is an effort. uh, It started out today at three. I think now it's up to six, uh, six different uh, Clinton electors who are considering not voting for Hillary Clinton, but voting for a Republican candidate, not Donald Trump, but a compromise Republican candidate in order to encourage Trump, Electors to also switch their vote from Trump to a, uh, a in this case a Republican candidate, somebody who they could stomach. It's called the uh, Hamilton Electors Project, uh, and I think is it uh, Hamilton Elector. Well, look up Hamilton Elector uh, on online, uh, and maybe we'll talk about that effort more uh, in the days ahead. But yeah, that could happen. <laughs> Uh, You know, all of the surprises we've seen, I said on Election Day and before Election Day that with so many surprises that we have seen this year in the election, anybody who thinks it was going to go smoothly on election night just had not been paying attention. Turns out I was right in that regard, because at that point, pretty much everybody thought Hillary Clinton was going to win. In any case, uh, there is that. And there's also a site called Flip the 37 blogspot com also an effort to try to flip 37 trump electors into voting for hillary clinton or to voting for uh for someone else uh, do i have time for well i can't get into the details here but uh the uh panel of three judges said on monday that wisconsin's legislatures 2011 redrawing of the state assembly districts to favor Republicans was unconstitutional. It was a partisan gerrymander, and it is the first such ruling in three decades of uh, legal battles over this issue. It is known that uh, you're not allowed to racially gerrymander, but Republicans have long said, hey, we're not racially gerrymandering, we're just uh, gerrymandering for a partisan advantage and now a uh, three judge panel up uh, federal panel in Wisconsin has said nope that's unconstitutional that is in violation of uh, the 14th amendment and uh, the uh, also the first amendment so that will now go to the supreme court but it has taken all of these years since 2011 to uh, to to come to this decision this decision after Uh, You know, we're going to have another redistricting in 2020, and that's going to probably go well for the Republicans because they've spent the last 10 years benefiting from these partisan gerrymanders that are apparently unconstitutional and could shake up the entire the entire nation's uh, political map. But they'll do well in 2020 because of this unconstitutional partisan gerrymandering. It would be nice if uh, Democrats... Took this sort of initiative not to do unconstitutional stuff, but to do stuff to aggressively fight for their party, fight for their uh, for their rights, for their supporters, for people who believe in them, for people who have donated to them, not just the big money uh, uh, donators, but uh, people who have you know put small donations towards them. It would be nice if they fought as hard as Republicans do. I'm just saying. All right, um, boy. All right. Well, so much to get to, but we'll have to hold that for another day, for tomorrow's uh, thrilling broadcast, which I will look forward to. Hope you will as well. My thanks to those of you who uh, help us continue to do what we do here by stopping by bradblog.com/donate. We're doing what we can, uh, but we do rely on your support. So thank you for that. Thanks also to my producer, Desi Doyen, to my guest today, Steve Rosenfeld of Alternet, and to you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. If you missed any portion of today's Bradcast, you can download it as ever, like all of them, for free at bradblog.com or over at iTunes. Uh, and and share what you hear here at Bradblog. Please feel free to share a link to our shows at bradblog.com anytime you can drop me an email on bradcast at bradblog.com and on the facebooks and the twitters i am simply the brad blog until we meet again i'm brad friedman good luck world